want to talk about light a little bit here tonight. See, my favorite moment in the whole liturgical year is what we just experienced a couple of minutes ago. The Gloria. The Gloria is sung, the lights come on, the candles are lit. It's the symbol of Christ rising from the dead. And that is our joy and our gladness. Now, when I was a deacon at a parish, a transitional deacon, um, that moment really was a letdown for me. It was very sad. The Gloria was played like a funeral dirge. Just so slow. No energy. It was really a disappointment for the excitement I always feel at the uh, Easter vigil when the lights come on. The resurrection. Jesus is the light of the world. He comes in like an explosion of light. Almost nuclear. Why do I say that? Explosion of light. I want to point to the Shroud of Turin. What a wonderful example and archaeological discovery and find that is. Now, you had naysayers that tested it, carbon dated it. That has been debunked for years. They pulled, well, the nuns were sewing up the, the, uh, uh, the shroud. They pulled from that. And yeah, they was only dated mid-middle uh, ages. But no, it's not the real Shroud of Turin. Once they did some more scientific tests, it's unbelievable what they found. All the forgery nonsense went away, unless that's what your narrative was. It takes faith. If you want your faith boosted, there's a 30-minute video on uh, uh, YouTube. Chris Stefanik, he interviews Robert Spitzer, Father Robert Spitzer, who's a kind of a scientist priest. And Chris Stefaniak, they go through 30 minutes of the Shroud of Turin and the absolute miracle of it, down to the blood, AB blood. It's got hemoglobin on it. You can't do that with paint, like some people want to wish it a forgery. You can't do it with dyes. But then the, the thing is, the imprint of it, the imprint of it is irradiated, and it was like an explosion of light hit it to imprint that body on the shroud. They said it had the power of 500,000 spotlights exploding in a nanosecond. It's the only reason that shroud was imprinted. I'm going to print the uh, names in the YouTube thing in the bulletin next weekend. I really urge you, if you want to see something great, to bolster your faith, take a gander at that one. It is really good. It takes us a while to light the candles, as you saw, turn on the lights. Not the instantaneous kaboom that Jesus came in, but we only have our humanness. And we do that in that way. For this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We give thanks. We give thanks to the Lord for the heartbreak and the brokenness. That is the human condition. 
It's restored in the resurrection. For every heartbreak you suffer, every broken part of your life, we can offer to God now. It may not be fixed as fast as you want it to be, or ever, but you do have a Savior that died for your sake, and he is now raised from the dead. We're on our personal journey in life with our own crosses and our own troubles, but they only lead to one place, and that is going to be our empty tomb. The empty tomb is where all of our troubles and crosses will go for burial themselves. For when our journey is over, our own tomb will be empty. The tombs of those we miss and long to see again will be empty. Easter gives us a reason to keep moving on in this world when everything seems hopeless for us. The people who have no hope in the resurrection, they're quite angry at our joy, so we need to keep praying for them always and everywhere so they may see the light that we see. This is our day as Christians. We're not ashamed of it. The world can put us down. That's fine. But we are the people of the promise which God made of Jesus. He proved to, it, to us. And as scripture tells us, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we could care less about God, he died for us. And we're here because we care, because we want to reciprocate the love that Jesus has shown for us by doing what he did on Friday. So we share the joy of the apostles and those who saw Jesus in real life, a friend humiliated, beaten, nailed to a cross. They showed themselves, and Jesus showed himself as whole to those who trusted in him. Can you imagine the joy and the happy tears that they saw their friend back from the grave? Every dream for them came true for us too. It comes with eternal life and we get to participate in it. I just wanna thank everyone here. Of course, this celebration just does not happen takes the work of so many volunteers. Father Naborto and I cannot do this. And thanks to the choirs and the musicians, thank you so much for all the work you have put in for all the music. So we thank you, choirs, musicians, everyone, our servers, our readers, our ushers, our sacristans, then the environment team who brings us the beauty of the lilies, of the flowers, to you who have donated those things. Mary Petrie, the engineer who schedules it all. Where did she go? There she is. The binders that we have, you see us thumbing through. Thanks to all the candidates that we are going to baptize, confirm, First Eucharist tonight. Thank you for all your efforts. You've studied for a year now to become in full communion with the Catholic Church. And we thank Kate. Rydell, who is our intern, now going to be becoming a full-time staff, full staff member for leading these candidates to full communion. And we're going to do that in a minute. 